Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Remember what day it was? <laughs> Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We are coming to you live from Wellman's out in uh, West Des Moines, as we will be not only today, but tomorrow, as the folks from Circa are going to uh, be making their way back to our wonderful state of Iowa, and in particular spending some time out here at Wellman's both today and tomorrow. Game watches tonight. Of course, the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game will be shown here at Wellman's. It's a 6 o'clock tip, senior night uh, in Ames. Uh, Chris Williams, Ross Peterson, they'll also be live out here. The Fanatics doing their show uh, at 3 o'clock, I believe Chris will stick around and watch the game as well. There's going to be an opportunity uh, to win a all-sessions all uh, package to the Big 12 Tournament Circa Merchandise. So Circa back in town, that's why we are here. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. John Bowen Camp covers Iowa, but he's a baseball fan, and I'm sure he, like me and like Trent, uh, heartbroken that uh, the news we got yesterday. Disappointed, maybe. A uh, better way to put it. Uh, we'll do the Hawks. We'll also do baseball with John coming up here at 1030. Shelby Mast is our bracketologist. You can find his bracket. It's updated each and every day. Bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com. Shelby and a bunch of other bracketologists are convening tomorrow to do a mock selection Sunday. That'll be pretty cool. It's I'd gonna, love to join. I would love to do that, Trent. I would too, and kind of dig deeper yep. into how it's all put together, how this actually happens. What matters, what doesn't. Where right. are most of us wrong as far as what they're looking at? Right, and you look at the bracketologists that are out there. Shelby is excellent. He's one of the highly ranked guys each and every year. Lenardi, Jerry Palm, not so much, mm-hmm. even though those are probably the guys that get the t- most notion- national Notoriety. Those two guys stink in general compared to the hundreds of bracketologists that are out there. And yeah, just see what is different. I saw today Jerry Palm has Iowa as a nine seed, but on his true seed list, he has him up to an eight seed. So he's finally coming around on the Hawkeyes a little bit slower than everybody else, at least on a national scale. Lenardi, I think, has him at a seven, something like that. I've seen Iowa State as high as a six. Have you? And uh, most places, though, about an eight or nine in that range, too. Well, what's the matrix? Is it, That's the one that updates everybody yes. that does this? Yep, and it updates a couple of times a week. They don't do it on a daily, gotcha. anything like that. But, yeah, the way that it's set up certainly makes, uh, makes a lot of sense where you just get everybody's opinion. Because Lenardi, he's okay. Palm, not very good. Dave Oman, he's a guy that we've had on in the past. He's good. Shelby Mast is good. Seemingly every single year. So it just takes all of them, puts them together, kind of spits it out, and I think gives you a true representation. I was looking again at the net standings this morning, and and the thing that I look for first is how far did Ohio State drop? Because that is the only quad one victory for Iowa at this point. How about those Huskers? They're playing well. (laughs) Iowa got them at the right time, right? All of a sudden after that game. So what does that do? Maybe maybe Iowa elevates them a little bit more because the way Nebraska's going and they went over to Lincoln. I I don't think that that does a whole lot for that. I don't think the selection committee sitting there. You know, is Iowa seven or a six? Well, they beat Nebraska. I meant more from a – not certainly from the committee's perspective. Uh, By the way, Shelby has both Iowa and Iowa State on the eight line. On the eight line. 
and we'll uh, get with that with Shelby. But, yeah, just looking at the numbers, and I want to see. So Ohio State drops. They were number 20 going into the Nebraska game last night, 22 as we wake mm. up tomorrow. So not as devastating, I think, as maybe some people anticipated it would be for the Buckeyes. Still a solid quad one victory for Iowa. Still their only one in Iowa State. Nine quad <laughs> one wins. Incredible. Uh, they just keep piling it up. And two completely different resumes with Iowa and Iowa State. And how is that going to play out when it comes to seeding when we get to that point? Still a lot to be determined. Now, Iowa, they go 2-0 and this week. We're completely changing the conversation going into the Big Ten tournament. They lose both games. They're going to come against Michigan, and they'll be a 4-5 or five point underdog at Illinois. They'll win two. Now you're kind of sliding back maybe to that 9-10, maybe even 11 seed range. Okay. <laughs> you want that 11. Six or 11. Either play really well and get a six, or play poorly and yeah, get 11. Nothing in the middle. Yeah. And not an 11 in Dayton. No, no, not right. that one. No. Not, not have, that your, one. have your 11 secured. Yes. Uh, so uh, Shelby Mass will join us about 10.50. Uh, at 11.05, normally that's David Kaplan's spot, but he's going to back up uh, by a half hour or so. Uh, Vinny Iyer is going to join us. We are 10 days away, uh, 12 days away now from the legal tampering period in the NFL. We're inching closer uh, to full-blown free agency in the NFL. Always a... Uh, a Busy time of year as far as uh, guys changing teams and people that like to talk about the NFL doing just that, and we certainly will. Uh, But the quarterback's going to be fascinating. Carson Wentz, uh, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. There's there's so many dominoes in the quarterback world. We'll pick uh, Vinny's brain on that, and we'll do that at 11.05. And then Cappy will join us at 11.30. 11.30. Of course, he'll be in mourning just like Trent and I are with the news yesterday. And you know what, Trent? I was kind of disappointed in my myself yesterday I, I think that my my um my hope my love for the game of baseball clouded what was actually going on mm-hmm. you know I kind of got reeled in or sucked in a little bit to, oh my there seemed like they're making progress we're gonna have baseball and I'll and be I honest my hopes up I kind of followed your lead because I think that was the first thing I said to you yesterday morning as I came in the studio we're getting baseball yeah and you said yeah and then I said, all right, Ken's got it. The day Ken's read a lot more than I have. Right. All right, he's watched a lot more. Ken knows I'm going to jump aboard with you. Sorry and, and to lead you astray. Hook, line, and sinker, here we go. And then yesterday afternoon, mm. and just the frustrations. Mm. And, and talking to some people yesterday and into last night, it was that realization that we're different than a lot of people in a lot of ways. Sure. We're a couple of weird sports and watch a lot of sports. But – we're different, and for the they've got us. The casual baseball fan, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, there might be a hardcore Cubs fan. They're going to watch every game regardless. That, that we're talking more that next tier down, that casual. That as the season changes, they change as a sports fan, and they go through it. And it, but something like this, how impactful it can be, and that impact, I think, took a big, big step forward on a negative scale with what happened yesterday and the delaying and the first two series being canceled. Now, this still could all come together. Yeah, but, but have you heard, and I, this is one part of the story that I haven't seen, but we're going to get together tomorrow or we're going to get together, fill in the blank, to right. continue to negotiate. I haven't seen that part. So negotiations, nego- negotiations are over? I, well, I, I mean, I, would, I don't believe they are, but I haven't seen a sense of urgency. Let's reconvene tomorrow and see if we can work out our differences. Uh, apparently, according to Ross Stripling, who's the Blue Jays player rep, uh, last, uh, so it would have been Monday night when they continued to negotiate till after midnight, and that's mm-hmm. why we got our hopes up. Apparently, the owners at the last minute tried to sneak in a bunch of 
uh, other points to the, uh, other items that they thought that, well, baseball, these no. players are tired. They want to get out of here. They won't notice these things. So they tried to sneak some of this stuff into the contract for the very first time. Oh, geez. Um, look, I don't think this is billionaires versus millionaires. I think this is all on the billionaires. I cut the players a... I, I don't hold them to blame. I really and truly don't. Are they making a lot of money? Absolutely. What I don't understand was some people's not um, not disappointment. I guess Scherzer showed up in Jupiter in a Porsche. Oh, what yeah. do you want him to drive? Yeah. If he showed up in a Toyota Corolla from 2011, <laughs> would you feel better about it? He's a billion, a millionaire. Right. What are you going to drive? What would you drive if you had his money? Of course you would. <laughs> Ah, these guys, they show up, they're driving Porsches. What do you think the owners are driving? Yachts? No, they, they're being driven. They're not driving. They're exactly. Dri- they're yeah. in the back seat. <laughs> yes. While somebody's, uh, while somebody's taking orders from that back seat. Anyways, baseball, on hiatus, we don't know. You're right. They won't lose you and I. Mm-hmm. They will lose a, a, a significant portion of fans that... Fringe fans. You know, Does it matter right now, though, ultimately? No, I don't think so. As long as they're back from you know, post-All-Star game into September, October is where they earn all their money, playoff uh, television. I'm saying it more in this direction. So I mentioned kind of that seasonal sports fan. Right, you got college basketball now. Mm-hmm. Goes into the Final Four. After yep. the Final Four, you have the Masters. Right. And if they're back at right after that, middle of April, yeah, you lost and maybe cut the season down to 145 games. There'll be some hurt feelings. But if you're part of that fan that just becomes a baseball fan, you don't care about spring training. You don't care about those things. Fantasy baseball isn't what it once was where you're no. getting geared up and right. revved up for your draft and those kind of things. You're getting together as a group. You're right. planning your draft. And right. if that isn't happening and it doesn't happen at the same level it once did, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, there'll be people that'll be yelling the loudest. That'll be, you know, the 5%. You know who it hurts, Trent? It, it, it hurts the folks that work at the stadiums. Oh, absolutely. You know, the hourly employees that are counting on whether it's a second, their second job, their part-time job to uh, supplement their income. Uh, it, it hurts those people, I think. It hurts Arizona uh, mm-hmm. folks, um, Florida, where spring training is held. And they still have to, they will still have to have albeit a reduced spring training calendar. So I assume that they're going to get there at some point, but who knows when. And uh, at this point, we just, we don't know. We Wait don't know. and see. It's an unfortunate time to be so excited. So much bounce in our yeah, step yesterday. yesterday. It felt really good. And here we are once again, labor appreciations. Mm. Not exactly a strong point for you and no, I. No, I don't believe that the owners really came into this, Trent, uh, with a, uh, I don't think they were honest. Mm-hmm. I think in the back of their mind, and we talked about this uh, with Matt Snyder from CBS Sports yesterday, that some of the, air quote, small market teams, they really don't want to play baseball. You're right. In in April and in May, in cold weather cities where, yeah, opening day, you're going to sell the place out. Yep. Uh, and that game is on Monday. And you usually take Tuesday off in case it's rained out. But if you come back on Wednesday, Thursday, there's 8,000 people in the ballpark. Absolutely. Right? And, you, and there's whole sections that you don't even have to open up. And, uh, you know, kids are still in school. Um Look, if you're in if you're in New York, if you're in Boston, you're going to make your way to the you're going to make your way to the park regardless of what month it is. But that's not the case uh, throughout Major League Baseball, and I and uh, and those people went out. Those air quote small market owners seemingly got their way in this dispute. And you look at it and kind of do some napkin math here, and just breaking it down: the difference between the minimum salary, seven hundred twenty-five thousand versus six seventy-five. All right, you're talking about twenty-six players per roster, thirty teams. You're talking about millions of dollars it's a rounding error Mm -hmm. for these billionaire owners you look at that arbitration player pool now 
credit to the players' union. It's a great idea, but they're kind of making something out of nothing that has never been there before. Right. They started, they wanted that player pool at 125. Leave well, it if it is 40, 50 million dollars. That's money that was never there before. And it looked like the owners were at least open to that idea, what the ultimate number was going to be. And just some of the little things that are out there, when you look at what the math actually is, it's not that much money for these teams. And, and now you're a GM, and you hear Kansas City Royals and a small market team like that, and they're concerned about an extra $5, 8000000 million a year. You want to go and get that number five starter, mm-hmm. a veteran for $5, 8000000 million? Eh, no big deal. Yeah, go do it. But here, it's such a big deal. It just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, the good news is if baseball continues to shoot itself in the foot and they do stay out for any length of time, it does not affect minor league baseball. If you're not on mm-hmm. the 40-man roster, you're eligible to play minor league ball. Right. So there's going to be some names that probably would have ended up down. I, I don't know the Cubs' 40-man roster. I, I didn't look. But there's probably a name or two. Uh, maybe even more that in all likelihood would have started in uh, at the AAA level, so we won't see those. But there's going to be baseball in minor league cities uh, throughout the country. We'll have that, uh, but we won't have the majors. We won't have the big leagues, at least to begin. We'll see how far it goes, and uh, I would love to hear, you know, when these people have decided, let's sit down and try and, uh, and try and work this out. I, to this point, I have not seen that yet. Crazy night of college basketball last night. You had a, you just thinking back to your circle plays of the day. Yeah, did you miss a game? Missed one. Did you miss one? Had Sparty took the L on that See, one. I and thought you didn't took have a... Michigan. No. Well, at least on my plays that I actually played, it was Michigan State. All right. No, I think it was Michigan State. You I had Nebraska. Two. Yes. You had Providence. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else you Georgia. had. Georgia. You had Georgia. Yeah, then they covered. Um, there was one more that I gave out yesterday. I have to go through my list. But, yeah, 4-1 and one yesterday, and the ploys given out and needed it after my 1-3 and three on Monday. Stay with me. Starting to see things a little clear. Getting things figured out here as we ramp up to college basketball tournament time. And you know, those conference tournaments, you flip on ESPN Plus and you just see all the games on there. And here's an Atlantic Sun game. All right, I'm going to watch the Campbell Campbells. And, of course, we got the MVC starting tomorrow night with the quarter over the opening round before uh, we get to the quarterfinals. Just the way that this sets up, the way that these two weeks work out, I absolutely love it. It's pretty special, it. isn't it? The, the volume of yep. games that you have, just the amount of betting opportunities that are out there. And, of course, the big news yesterday, we heard about it. We're asked not to say it on the air, but the injury to DJ Wilkins, ACL, completely changes the trajectory, I think, of the MVC tournament. Now, for all intents and purposes, most states got a pretty easy run to the the Sunday, don't they? You feel like they're going to cruise. Drake's still got a shot, but Mm -hmm. it's look at that side of the bracket now compared to the top side of the bracket Mm -hmm. With you and I, Bradley and Loyola, all on that top. A lot of pressure on Tucker DeVries. <laughs> yes. There really is. Yeah. He's going to step up in a big way. And you know, who's going to take over those minutes for Wilkins? But think now the last three years for Drake in March. Yeah, the the injuries, injuries that they have Crazy. Had. It's unfair almost. It, it absolutely is. And losing you know, some of your top playmakers uh-huh. late in the season, Wilkins a couple of years ago. Last year, Roman Penn, and they changed on the fly and were able to make do. And we saw, of course, Yesifu turn into a star during that time. But... The coaching job that Darren DeVries continues to do, the sustainability. The Keno run was great. It was one year. Right. And if Keno would have stayed. Probably be, probably would have been one year. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't see. Well, no. look at what happened to him. Went to Providence, didn't work. Yeah. Went to Central Michigan, didn't work. I think we kind of saw. Well, and he, and he had a it was lightning guys. in a bottle. It was. And, and, I mean, the roster was totally different. I mean, yeah. you know, those guys that helped 
uh, Kino to the success that he had. Uh, they, they were all uh, upperclassmen and, and moving on. Speaking of that, Iowa State tonight, senior night, Oklahoma State. Have you seen Oklahoma State's schedule? The, the last three games, every single one of them has gone to overtime. No way. Every one of them. Uh, they're one and two in that stretch. In fact, I think the last two were almost identical scores. They may have been. Baylor, Oklahoma, um, and they, they maybe K-State was the game before that that they actually won. But, yeah, they've uh, required an extra five minutes in their last three yeah. games. Gone one and three in them. K-State what, was the score. First. Weren't they identical the last two? Close? 66-64 and then 66-62. Okay. And the and two it losses. Was, it was Baylor. Yep. So it was K-State, Oklahoma, Baylor in that order, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, Iowa State, they, they went to overtime, uh, um, coincidentally, when they played uh, down in Stillwater earlier this year. Senior night, 6 o'clock tip. Nick Olson, who joined us early in the week, he, he didn't say this, but he mentioned, you know, Rockington can come back, mm-hmm. and Calshire can come back. They're going through senior night tonight. Not that that's the be-all, end-all. That doesn't mean that they're walking out the door. Uh, Condit, likewise. George Condit has another year of eligibility. He's going to go through the senior night ceremonies. Jazz Koontz. Jazz Koontz is going to do the same thing. Does he have another year, or was this his COVID No, he, year? this is his fourth year of playing, so he does have oh, the so free COVID year. But yeah. you would think a European guy, probably an opportunity to go back overseas and make some money over there. So. Mm-hmm. Again, just Again, but we don't pure know what, speculation. Like overseas basketball is going to look like. Right. He's from Slovenia. Uh-huh. Is that an area you're exactly fired up to right. go back to or just that area in general? And you're right. What does basketball look like? We talked about the story from a week ago with Roy uh-huh. Devin Marble. He's playing in Poland right now. He's not sure how he's going to get back or if he even was going to go back. I think the G League is about to ratchet up as far as the quality of play. Don't you? Speaking of that, did you see the highlight Nick Stoskis last night? I did. Former Michigan player. I remember him Playing in the G League. He's a Canadian kid. Yes, absolutely is. And uh, he had 62 last night in the G League game. Yeah, They're showing the highlights, and I don't know. He He left early, didn't he? Yes. I'm pretty sure he did. Left Michigan early. So he plays for Grand Rapids, I would assume the Pistons affiliate, but... I don't know who they were even playing. It was a real quick highlight on SportsCenter. But it looked like, literally, they were playing in a high school gym. Really? Yeah. I mean, you think of what we have here with the G League and the beautiful building at Wells Fargo and and what it is and what minor league sports mean here in our market. And then you look at some of those other places, and it is (laughs) woof. A lot to be desired. Yes, I mean, yes. Uh, We're lucky here, what we have with the Iowa yeah, Wolves. Absolutely, and, and the roster is uh, as well. So last night, basketball-wise, uh, Purdue-Wisconsin was incredibly entertaining. Boy, yeah. that game. Look, it was a Big Ten night uh, on my TV last night. I watched Nebraska and Ohio State. That was the first game I watched. I didn't watch much of the Kansas game. In fact, I'm not even sure I saw. I, I can uh, offer up thought and opinion on what I saw, other than the fact that you know, if you're holding Kansas futures, do you feel really good about them right now? Not really. They're going the wrong way. Right. This is, I mean, look at TCU. Um, Matt Poston said yesterday, we were looking for that other team, right? Well, if it's not Kansas and Baylor or Texas Tech that are playing on Saturday in Kansas City, give us another team. You gave us Oklahoma, you gave us Ohio, Ohio, Iowa State, and also throughout TCU, the way that they're playing. Boy, Jamie Dixon's done a nice job again. Surprise, huh? And look at what yeah, right. basketball's turned into right. since he's left. Disaster. It's, and they got throttled last night. Yeah, by Duke. Yeah, got beat by all 30. Is that what it was? It, it, was, it was really, really bad. Jamie Dixon can coach. And it's a place where you recruit well. And you think of the new Big 12, what it's going to turn out to be. Remember, when we're talking basketball conversation, it is so different than the football side of things. You have Cincinnati, one of the winningest programs in college basketball history. Mm-hmm. I believe they're in the top 10 
in total wins all time in basketball. BYU is in the top 20 all time, right. and that's a program that consistently is a winner year in and year out. Houston, I just made a Final Four. Mm-hmm. They got old top history. Top 10 team most of the year this year. Yeah, and think of the talent base down in Houston uh-huh. that they can recruit to and now bring in, hey, we're not playing the American anymore. Right. We're playing in the Big 12. And UCF has continued to be a sleeping giant. Remember, they had Duke on the ropes a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament at Taco Fall. That team was right there to get to the round of uh, to the Sweet 16. That was around a 32 game. And that one, now in the Big 12, you think. And then you got Iowa State, great program. Kansas, a blue blood. K-State, with the right coach, can be there. Texas Tech, feels like Mark Adams is the guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe sustainability there. Oklahoma State, always a very solid program. Baylor. This is going to be an incredible basketball league. And it's going to be good in football. They've been number one, I believe it is, nine of the last 11 years at Ken Palm in conference. Wow. Are they number one? Might be close. Does losing Texas and Oklahoma hurt them that bad in basketball? Not really. It really doesn't. I'm with you. They've had nice teams. Mm -hmm. Buddy Heald at Oklahoma. You go back to Eduardo Nahara and those groups. Or way back in the day with Billy Tubbs coaching. You got Mookie Blaylock. They've had nice teams. But consistently, they're not there in Texas. It's Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And really, even before Rick Barnes got there, they're kind of a joke. Tom Penders had a couple of good teams. But it was pretty average basketball. Bowlesby did a phenomenal job, Trent. Yes. I, I didn't think that he'd be able to patch this together the way that he did. And, and you know, those teams you just spotted off, not only good basketball, but football. Look, I mean, right. look at BYU. Look at Cincinnati. Uh, you got a, the Florida that You get the state of Texas, more in the state of Texas. Yeah, you lose one, but you gain a pretty big market in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowlesby did a terrific job with those schools that would lose those two, but gain four. Does it balance itself out? Pretty damn close. Certainly closer than you would have thought that he had a chance uh, of pulling that one off. So uh, I mentioned to you, looking at last night, Wisconsin, the bank in three. They're so lucky. Two bank ins at the end. Dave Davis and uh, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Chuck, uh, Chuck uh, uh, Herbert? Hubert. Hubert, yeah. yeah. The so freshman. They are 15-1 now in games decided by six points or less. It's not sustainable. No. There's nothing that happens. 15-1? 15-1 in games decided by six points no. or less. Providence last night gave Nova a great game. Mm-hmm. Came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. But the reason that the analytics don't like Providence, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, is top 10 team nationally in terms of the AP rankings, but around 40. Ken Pomeroy and the other analytic sites that are out there. Same thing with Wisconsin. You look at the resume. Oh, boy, they got to be really high, right? They're currently 24th at Ken Palm. The reason is because... These tight games, basically in these algorithms, you don't get more credit for the win. It's basically how the game is ultimately played out. So you win a bunch of these close games. You don't get the bump up as opposed to winning a lot of games by 10, 15 points, those kind of things. And that's why the analytics don't like them. And also, remember, this is a predictive metric. And the predictive metric says you're not going to continue to win all these close games like the Badgers have, like the Friars have. And that, when you look at it predictively, things have a... I'm really even out over the course of time. And I think that's where some people are missing it. This is not ranking how good you are right now. This is, again, looking forward when you're looking at analytics. All right, we are coming to you live from Wellman's in uh, West Des Moines. If you are uh, in the area looking for a place for lunch, they open up at 11 today. We'll be here today and tomorrow. 
Again, the Fanatics will be out here today from 3 until 6. Chris is going to stick around, do an Iowa State game watch. Uh, ESPN Plus has the game tonight, so if you're not going uh, to Hilton, you want to uh, watch the game with a bunch of Cyclone fans. I assume there'll be a bunch here. Uh, Chris will be here. Circa will be here signing people up. Uh, Circa merchandise to get an opportunity to win a all sessions pass to the Big Ten ter- Big Twelve tournament rather uh, that uh, starts next week. They start when Wednesday with their play in game. There'll be only one. Yes, the quarterfinals Thursday. No, 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 no. It'll be just that'll be so Friday Saturday championship Friday, Friday semi quarters Thursday one Wednesday. game Wednesday the eight nine game the eight nine game Iowa State are they locked into? I mean, seems seemingly Texas Tech is who they're going to face on Thursday. Right? I played on the uh, bball.notnothing.net bracket predictive site last night for a while and went a couple we of different scenarios. Do that real quick? You want to do Big 12? Yeah, we got a minute. Do let's do Big 12. All right. right, let's jump into the Big 12 here and get that one because... Oh, this is this M-Red thing? Yes. Yeah, all right. So Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Uh, give it to the clones. Senior night, they win. Kansas at home for TCU? Win. Kansas. They, they settled the score. Baylor hosting Iowa State. Baylor. Texas at Kansas. Kansas. Oklahoma at Kansas State. K-State. Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Red Raiders. And TCU at West Virginia. Tough place to win. Give me the Mountaineers. All right. We'll calculate the seeds here. This is what it spits out. Kansas and Baylor tie for the top spot. Kansas, though, gets the number one seed. Baylor two. Alone in third is Texas Tech. The 4-5 matchup will be Texas versus TCU. TCU gets mm-hmm. with the tie with Iowa State. They get the tiebreaker in the 4-5 matchup. Defeated Iowa State based on winning percentage against the top teams, Baylor and Kansas. That TCU win last night. Would be the difference in a wow. tiebreaker if it plays out this way. Iowa State would be 0 and 4 mm. in this scenario. They'd be the sixth seed, and again, they would get Texas Tech. Uh, could, do we have time to do the Big Ten real quick? Yeah, we can do it. John Bowen Camp coming up, by the way. He will uh, be our first guest on the BMW Des Moines uh, guest list. And then Shelby Mast, uh, bracketwag.com. That's uh, the first hour of the program. All right, let's do the uh, Big Ten. Rutgers at Indiana. Oh, baby. The uh, Hoosiers. Minnesota at Maryland. Maryland uh, breaks the skid. Penn State at Illinois, Illinois. Illinois. Iowa at Michigan. What are you going to do here, Mr. Miller? I'm going to take the Hawks are playing so well. Give me the Hawks. Going with Iowa. Michigan State at Ohio State. Two teams treading water. Uh, Buckeyes have to pull it together. Ohio State and Indiana at Purdue. Purdue. We go to the final weekend. It is Iowa at Illinois. Illinois. Maryland at Michigan State. Sparty. Minnesota at Northwestern. Don't care, Northwestern. Uh, Michigan at Ohio State. Good. That's Ohio State finishes. Um, Give me me Michigan. Win Michigan. All right, Penn State at Rutgers. Rutgers at home. And Nebraska at Wisconsin. Not as easy as you think all of a sudden. uh, Badgers will win. All right, calculate up the seeds here. You got, of course, Wisconsin in the top spot. Illinois 2, Purdue 3. Give me the double bye, Trent. And here we are in this scenario. It is a tie between Iowa and Ohio State. Well, of course, Iowa has the tiebreaker against the Buckeyes. The Hawkeyes in this scenario 
would get the double by and the four seed, the Buckeyes, the five. So it would be Iowa, more than likely against Ohio State in the quarterfinals. And when there, you get another chance at Bucky Badger. So if uh, you want to play around, you're sitting in your cubicle, you're not doing your job, uh, <laughs> you want to get on here. What, Back in the, the cubicle days, I was there a time or two myself. What's the website again? Bball. Yeah. Dot not nothing dot net. I'll put it up on our Twitter account right now. I'll put a link up, and you can find it there, at Miller and Con, and find it there. It is fun to play around with all the conferences. There's only a couple of games left. Right, and it makes it easier. So what a win for Iowa means. What a loss. In fact, let's just do that. Let's keep everything the same we just did, but Iowa loses to Michigan and Michigan State. In that scenario, Iowa would drop down to a 7 seed. They would play in the 7-10 game against Maryland with Illinois awaiting in the quarterfinals. Mm. Get a win tomorrow. Yeah, get a win tomorrow. We will come back. Well, John Bowen Camp will join us again. We're live at Wellman Circa. They'll be here tonight for the game watch. Game time is at six o'clock. Fanatics will be uh, doing their show. Same place we are sitting right now. Wellman's in West Des Moines. Uh, and then uh, the, you're, what are you doing? You're going to stick around tonight and yeah. tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be here uh, for a while today. Come back a little bit later on. But yeah, I'll be here three o'clock hour saying hi to everybody. Uh, drop in, watch a little bit of the Iowa State game. Tomorrow, I'll be here for the game watches. Iowa plays Michigan. Ross sticking around? Ross is going to be here. He'll be actually out at El Bait Shop, then coming back for the game. Because it's an 8 o'clock tip. Yes. Then right. going to do a instant reaction podcast afterwards, so you can check that out at Hawkeye Nation. Andrew Downs also going to come down, so we'll be watching the Hawkeye game here 8 o'clock tomorrow night. At Wellman's going to be a great crowd. All the giveaways, all the great gear. I'm wearing my circus sweatshirt here today. It is beautiful stuff, too. It is. It, they do a really good job. Save in mind for tomorrow. And if you haven't downloaded the app yet, they got conference odds up. Already odds. I, I posted these yesterday for both the Big Ten and the Big 12. MVC odds. We're going to dig into those a little bit later here in the program today. I think some maybe some value on those ones. Yes, no, also propositions, which is great. You don't believe in your team? You can bet no. Bet that, against them. Yeah, they're not going to win the conference tournament. You can do that also on the Circa app. They do a great job. So uh, if you haven't downloaded it yet, stop out here the next couple of nights and uh, find out what they can do, how those numbers make a lot of sense. That's a promo. You don't need promos. Know why? You're getting the best odds with Circa. Best odds with, uh, out of doubt, uh, highest limits if, uh, for those of you who like to play that. And uh, the best take as well as they uh, make it very better friendly at Circus Sports. We'll come back. We'll be John, uh, joined by John Bowen, Cap Miller, and Condon underway on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. We're live at Wellman's. Uh, West Des Moines, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The Circa crew in town tonight. You just heard Chris and Ross. They'll be here from 3 until 6. Sticking around for the Iowa State Game Watch here tonight at 6. Your opportunity to win in all sessions pass to the Big 12 Tournament, which is coming up. Let's get to our friend John Bowenkamp, AP, Hawkeye Nation. Uh, he uh, have have laptop, will travel, will write, <laughs> and John joins us. Hello, John Bowenkamp. I'm a mercenary, I tell you. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yes, you are. Well, not real well, John, because uh, like you and uh, Trent and I both have a profound love for the game of baseball, and mm-hmm. sadly, we won't be able to see it on March 31st. I, I believe we'll see it at some point. Um, like I, I don't, I don't blame the players. I really don't. I think this is all on the owners this time. Uh, I don't believe that they had uh, any 
desire whatsoever to come to an agreement. I thought they, they sucked a lot of us in, myself included, on Monday night when it seemed like they were getting close, but they had no, uh, no intent of uh, putting pen to paper and coming up with an agreement. Your thoughts on what transpired uh, in Jupiter over the last couple of days as they tried to hash this out? Well, I think you said it best. I mean, I, they, they had no intention to do it. And when you started reading yesterday that they were trying to slip some things in on the fine print on some of the agreements, you know, right. things like that, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get this. But then again, I, I'll be honest. You know, this has been coming for a while, mm-hmm. and it's the, you know, it's the signs of. I go back to you know what happened a couple years ago with minor league baseball and them cutting teams and, and, and affiliates and. And cutting jobs then, you know, you know, I mean, you can cut player jobs, you cut coaching jobs, you cut scouting jobs. This has been going on for a while. And I think when this, you know, when, when, when the, when the agreement came up with the players association, I think they just figured we're, we're going all in on cutting as much as we can. And I mean, this could have been done very easily with, without a lot of additional cost to owners. You know, I mean, you could have, you know, they wanted expanded playoffs. Well, there's a way to do it where you're, you're not watering down the playoffs and adding more games, which means more TV revenue. You know, there, there was a way to do things with arbitration. There was a way to do things with minimum salaries. There was a way to do things with the tax threshold that, that you know, should be raised. I mean, some teams, you know, don't really care about it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I think that there was there was a lot of, um, there was, I mean, there were a lot of things that they could have done to get this deal done with minimal cost, with minimal, you know, minimal harm to the profit margin of these baseball teams. And they didn't do it. And the fact that they didn't do it says to me, they want to break this union. They want complete control. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's dumb for the game. It's dumb for everybody, I think. And, and Yesterday was I said uh, maybe I, I can't remember if I said it you know one one time I I've done on here with you I thought it would be done March first you know because I made the prediction on March first it would be done on March second Clayton Kershaw Freddie Freeman and Kenley Jansen would sign with the Dodgers that was my pick but I really <laughs> yeah. thought I really thought I really thought it was going to be done yesterday and because it just seemed like okay we you know they've pushed it as far as they can now let's make a deal. And you could pretty much tell yesterday that they were very happy with, you know, with what happened. And, and I mean, you know, we can go on and on about Rob Manfred. He's a terrible commissioner, and he's, he's surrounded by terrible people. And That's those insane. terrible people have been doing a lot of things to damage this game over the last few years. John Bowenkamp joining us. John, from baseball, let's hit football before we got a lot of basketball for you. Let's go. To the decision yesterday, Kirk Ferentz doubling down. Brian Ferentz is now the quarterback coach, and I don't know if that guy knows a whole lot about what mechanically needs to happen for a quarterback, but I'm going to guess not certainly, not the name that Hawkeye fans were hoping to see for the new quarterback coach. Your takeaway from Ferentz going that direction. Abdul Hodge, that's a great hire. No problem with that. Brian as a quarterback coach. Yeah, I had a real problem with it. I mean, mean, it's, uh, you kind of wanted a fresh start. I mean, let's be honest. They won a lot of games last year. They won. They won the division. They played in the Big Ten championship game. They got a nice bowl game. But last season felt like they left a lot on the table. And I thought, okay, you know, you're going to take that into the off season, 
and maybe get a fresh start somewhere and, 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 and do something different. And instead, I mean, in my mind, you know, Abdul Hodge, like you said, great hire, a, a fresh start, a fresh face on, on this coaching staff. Um, but then to do this, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And especially when that is such a crucial position for what this team wants to accomplish next year and what it didn't accomplish last year. And so I, it just, it, it's one of those, it was one of those things that when it came out, I was just kind of like, you know, that was a head scratcher for me. And, you know, on one hand, you, you know, Kirk Ferentz doesn't care about optics. We, we, we've known that a long time. He doesn't care about yeah. what's popular. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't factor into his decision. Um, you know, again, there has to be something behind, you know, maybe, maybe there's something here that we don't know. I don't know, but, um, I just, it was, it was a head scratcher for me. And, and like I said, with, with, you know, the feeling that a lot was left behind last year and a feeling that, that some things have to change, you know, for, for this season to accomplish what they want to do. I, I it's just a decision that I didn't, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. John, do you know if they actually uh, went through the uh, interview process? Did they bring anybody else in? Did they Zoom call with anybody that you know may have shown interest in that job? Because you know, once it became apparent that uh, you know Football Scoop puts it out there, and uh, uh, people in coaching fraternities are well aware of what was going on at Iowa, and there had to be some interest from other parties throughout the country. How serious did they take those people's candidacy, if at all, John? You know, I, I haven't heard anything, which says to me that they probably just figured this, they probably just figured, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, and, um, you know, again, if that's the case, I go back to what I was just saying. You know, I you, you kept hoping that there would be some sort of fresh start for the spring, and it's not happening. And And, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, that kind of, you know, raises some red flags for me on, on what what might you know what what you know what's going to happen here. I want you know we all want to see you know you want to see improvement after last year, and and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be there. And it's like so that is something I think that kind of raises a red flag. For me. Let's go to basketball. Can uh, I do one more in football? Sure, just real quick, Trent. Um, so okay. so John, if indeed this doesn't go well, that if we don't see any improvement at the quarterback position. It's 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 on one hand it seems like there's more pressure on Brian Ferentz uh, once oh, yeah. we get to football season there even was last year right because you can't you you've given him this opportunity if there's no improvement if the quarterback position continues to uh, struggle whoever's in there um, I mean I, I I guess what's what's the end game going to be if there is no improvement if he doesn't uh, do anything to assuage some of the Hawkeyes uh, fan base fan uh, uh, concerns. That Brian Ferentz can do this job. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know, you know. I mean, and that's that's the sort of thing, like you said, you know, this was a guy that took a lot of heat last year, and 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 you know, for for their for their offensive missteps, and to now give him, you know, even more responsibilities, that really puts a lot right. of pressure on him. And and it, and, it, and now, like I said, that scrutiny gets even that hot, that much hotter now. And so that's why, again, that's why this decision to me, it just kind of, it still makes me wonder what, what's going on, you know, what, what the thinking is behind it. I mean, I, I'm sure we will, we, we will hear from Kirk at some point, but yeah, it, yeah, it did, it did, that's why, that was one of those things that just didn't make any sense. 
this whole thing. It's like, okay, you just turned up the, you really turned up the heat on it now. And it's like, I, 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 I didn't get that. So, John, there's been plenty of rhetoric. This is the best coaching job of Fran McCaffrey. Your thoughts on that front and taking this team after all the losses they had this season and have them on the precipice of yet another NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I mean, well, I mean, in, in a double bye. I mean, right now, if, if right. the ended right now, they get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. And if you would have said that, if you would have said that at the end of January, people would have laughed at you. But I mean, I said, I said then that I thought this was an NCAA tournament team, and, and I mean, that they've proven that. A lot of this, in my mind, a lot of this with is just, and he has talked about this over and over again, the culture that that I think has been built within this program that this is a very businesslike very professional team that they don't get too high, don't get too low. They didn't let some of those mistakes, you know, some of those losses that happened in, in, in January affect them. I mean, look at their one loss this month and then look at what they've done since then. And so I think, I think, you know, the culture that has been built within this program and Fran McCaffrey deserves a lot of credit for it is that, that this team has been, has been very even keel and you need that when you get into this time of year and I think that's why they're winning right now. So I, I think this has been an, an excellent job. He, he's made the right lineup changes. Everybody kind of questioned back when they moved Jordan Bohan to the point guard. Well, now it, it's made a lot of sense with this team, and everybody has fit into their roles, and 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 and, and it's worked. And 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 it's been a, it's been a in my mind, it's been one of his best seasons, just because of just the what has happened here, transpired, especially here in the last month. Nope, no doubt about it. John, uh, we will talk to you before this, but uh, last thing for you as we wrap things up and finish where we started, back to baseball. Do you have a date now in the back of your mind that you think that uh, uh, that we'll hear the words play ball around major league ballparks throughout the country? Any you know, date in the back I, I, of your mind? Honestly, in my mind, I'll bet there isn't a game until 1st of May. I, I mean, I just think that's I just think that's that's where this is going right now because I think they're just that far apart. So. John Bowencamp. John, thank you. Look forward to catching up with you again. Thanks, John Bowencamp. Thanks for having me on. See ya. Appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. John Bowencamp as we catch up on Iowa. And the little MLB coming to you live from Wellman's in West Des Moines. Circus Sports will be down here uh, this evening for the game watch. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Likewise, tomorrow, Michigan and Nebraska. Uh, Michigan, Nebraska, Michigan and Iowa. The Fanatics will be here today from 3 until 6. Uh, A.D., TC and RP will be uh, doing a, uh, a podcast down here, an instant react tomorrow uh, after the game. So we will be back. Shelby Mast, BracketWag.com, our final guest of our number one, live from Wellman's on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon live at Wellman's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO Circa in town tonight. Game watch, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, likewise tomorrow. Michigan and Iowa. Let's get to Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com. BracketWag.com, his bracket is updated each and every night. Last night was 11.32 and bang, magically the new bracket uh, appeared. Shelby, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Shelby? Doing good. How about you guys? 
Doing well. You know, before we get into your bracket, Trent, uh, let me know that you're going to participate in some sort of a uh, uh, of an exercise, a Selection Sunday exercise. I assume with a number of your fellow bracketologists out there. Tell us about that, Shelby. What are you looking maybe most forward to uh, once you complete the process? We are starting tomorrow night, uh, going through Sunday. We're going to do the whole process, like the committee, voting and all that. Uh, we'll be joint. You, you can watch it on Zoom. Uh, the Twitter handle is two zero two two mock BB twenty twenty two mock basketball. Uh, we'll be joined by Joe Lenardi and Mike DeCourcy and a few others. Uh, we're we're just going to do what they do and see where we come up. See if our seeds match what the commit what our committee does. And uh, it, it's just it, I think it's a, it'll help us to see exactly what the committee sees. Really cool idea, and certainly looking forward to seeing how you guys go through that process, what you spit out, and, and some dissenting opinions out there, too, when you get into it. Shelby, trying to do this every single year with a committee that changes every single year. Ultimately, you don't know what this new group is going to come with, what they're going to care about most. Is it quad one victories? Is it bad losses? When When you're trying to figure that out, how difficult is that? And when we get that sweet, that top 16 reveal that happens a couple of weeks before, does that do anything for you? Yeah, it did. I, I, I got them all right. So they let me know I do, I'm doing something right. <laughs> um, but with the committee changing every year, it does make it difficult. You kind of get a feel of how they're going maybe, and then the next year's different. And, that, and they, they're up to 12 people now. So it, it is that's that's the thing we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out how these 12 people are going to vote on something, and we don't know what each one values, uh, whether quad one wins, quad four losses, et cetera. We're just, we're just trying to figure all that out. Shelby, I hear a lot of uh, basketball talkers uh, truly believe that uh, that you guys don't understand what you're doing because there's no way that Wisconsin shouldn't be <laughs> a number one seed. Um, you've got them on the three line here after their win last night over Purdue. I'm with you. I still can't, for whatever reason, I, I just can't grasp this Wisconsin team as a legit team that can go a long way, but been proven wrong many times before. You have them as a three. Why do so many people believe that they're truly a number one seed, Shelby? I, I don't know. I don't see it. The committee had them as a four a week and a half ago. I was content with that. Then Illinois took a loss and Wisconsin moved up. Uh, they're a good team, no doubt about it, but are they elite like Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas, Arizona? I, I just don't know. They might be, but it's something about it, I can't put my finger on it, but it tells me that they're not going to be up there, uh, not even probably in the two line. Shelby, next week the big conferences will get started with their conference tournaments, and a lot of times we'll see people overreact. A single victory over the course of 31-32 games, ah, that's going to move them up a seed line. Team makes a run to the final. Ah, they're no longer a six. They're a three seed now. How much do people in general overrate what happens in conference tournaments? And, And short of winning a thing and coming out of nowhere, how important are they at the major conference level? Uh, they're not really important. I mean, a committee has said over and over again, it's just another game. That's the way they treat it. Yep. That's the way we, it, it, they got the spotlight on them. So you can, you see them, uh, playing and you get them some teams for a few days in a row, but that doesn't 
mean the impact on that game is greater. Uh, it's just another game. You can take a bad loss, you'll probably be okay, but that's it. You're going to get the one loss, and then then comes March. Indeed it is, and here we are. And I want to ask you about Kansas, who all of a sudden now, Shelby, doesn't look like you can't really hold it against uh, the, the Baylor loss from the other night. That was a payback. Baylor got embarrassed in Lawrence earlier this year. But the TCU, and yes, Jamie Dixon has his team playing very well. You have Kansas right there on the cusp, right, of falling off the one and into the two. Uh, how close were, th- were you to removing them from the one line, maybe elevating Auburn and knocking Kansas off the one onto the two? I was pretty close, but then at the end of the day, you look at the whole resume for the whole season. They still have a lot of Q1 wins, and I think that's more important. Uh, so I left them up there. And if they take another loss this weekend, I, I won't be able to do it. But right now, they've got a very solid resume. Michigan is your sixth to final team in the bracket. That's who Iowa gets tomorrow night. How precarious of a position are the Wolverines here? Of course, Juwan Howard not going to be with the team through the remainder of the regular season. And is that part of the conversation as they're on the bubble? Say they lose these last two games, the Wolverines, and win maybe one or two. Is they're sitting there right on the bubble if that plays out? Will Juwan Howard not being part of the team for these five games, does that impact how they're put into the bracket or even seeded? I think with the fact that they beat Michigan State so handily last night, that eliminates any talk of that, of Jawan Howard not mm. being there. They've proven gotcha. they can win. So that, that, that's an issue no more. Um, they, they're in a precarious position. They're not safe by any means. It was a nice win last night, but a nice win over a team that's falling. And it got them some brownie points. It got them out of the playing game. But they're not safe at all. And if they lose the next, it's going to be tough to keep them in. Shelby, we've got 30 seconds left. Iowa and Iowa State. Let's say they, uh, for tournament aside, conference tournament aside, they win both of the remaining games. Michigan and Illinois await Iowa. Oklahoma State and Baylor await Iowa State. You have them both on the eight. How high can they go, Shelby? 15 seconds. Uh, six seed. That's, by, that's probably their ceiling. Well, still a 60 still out there in the conversation. Shelby Mass. Shelby, that Twitter account one more time for those of us who want to watch you guys zooming. 2022 Mock BB. 2022 Mock BB. Uh, Lenardi will be a part of it. DeCourse will be a part of it. Our bracketologist, Shelby Mass from bracketwag.com. Shelby, thank you. We'll talk with you next week, Shelby Mass. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mass as we catch up on the brackets. All right, Vinny I, we're going to switch gears entirely, do a little NFL with free agency, at least the tampering period, now 12 days away. Going to talk a lot about the quarterbacks and potential movement there. Boy, it seems like Carson Wentz has done it, doesn't it? Not going real well the oh. offseason, the conversations that are happening. Oof. And you still don't want Aaron Rodgers in a Denver Bronco I uniform? I don't know. <laughs> You're no, weird. I know. I'm not saying I want Drew Locke, but anyways. Uh, Hour two coming up. Cappy's part of it as well. Miller and Condon live at Wellman.